Jerry, it's time to welcome back uh, one of uh, the real personalities in WA Racing, Simon A. Miller. Thanks for coming back to the 1-1, one, one, Simon. <laughs> Thanks, BJ, Jerry. Personality, is that classified? Is that a polite way of saying he's a lunatic? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's always good to, to uh, <laughs> see you in front of a microphone, that's for sure, Simon. Eh? You, you, you give the industry plenty, and uh, and it's good to see that the uh, the the brand, Miller Racing, is back in uh, back in top form. Yeah, fast, going good, really good. Had to change things up, as I alluded to last time on the show, and we've got it right, and uh, it's been flying along for the second half of the season, so um, hopefully we can continue that into the next season and, and keep the momentum going. I think when we spoke to you last was just around yearling sales time and you just you claimed the, the sale topper and the wheels were, were just starting to, to turn in a, in a pretty positive direction, but it's fair to say since then you really hit your straps, especially strike rate-wise some of these horses putting a bit of a picket fence together. One of those is a horse called Amasinus, who Terry and I just touched on some of the interesting betting from last Saturday's Belmont meeting. Amasinus was 380 out to $6 on the official WAOP and uh, uh, freshened up by yourself, come down the outside with Chris Parnham on board and, and got the result. Can you shed any light yeah. on, that, uh, on that betting drift, Simon? Did you throw the slows out, did you, Simon? No, I, I gave her a great chance. I was actually... I was the beneficiary of some very good news um, as they were about to jump. I took the 350 early on and I got the phone call just before they jumped and said, oh, you're on the, you get the best of the best. So at the moment you're getting seven. So I was like, oh, there's a bonus. Um, I, I don't know why. Maybe, I mean, they backed a couple of others. Maybe back markers at Belmont tend to drift. I'm not sure. I, don't, I have no idea. But, um yeah, you look at the way she raced and how she went coming off a slow speed and she's peeled out the fastest 800, 600, 400, 200 and meeting again. So she, she's in a good headspace and she's purring along. So I don't know where she ends up this time in, uh, whether she hits stakes grade, but she's progressing through the ranks. So uh, there's a 1,200 next Saturday for her. I heard Chris Parner make an interesting comment in the post-race. He said when she won a race... I guess earlier this year, she, he he got off Amasinus and said that he doesn't think she'll ever win another race. Do you remember that comment? No, he didn't say it to me. Right, and I didn't right. know. He, I didn't. He said it to Kelly, and I didn't know uh, he said it until I listened to that interview. And I uh, said to Kinners, I didn't know he said that. And she said, "Yeah, he t- told me a track work." So, um, he's defence. Um, probably when he made that comment, the yard wasn't going any good, and. We were trying to figure out what surfaces to work the horses on, and uh, maybe it just didn't give them a feel, or she was a bit flat, like the yard. Uh, I'm not too sure, but um, yeah, it was a funny comment so, to hear. So, um, but yeah, you I mean now he and you look at the way yeah he's riding her, and she gels with her just every every time he gets it right. Yeah, he's uh, he's in some rare form, is Chrissy Parnham. So what are the confidence levels like in the Miller camp at the moment, Simon? I mean, you're coming off a double yesterday. How's the serenity and, and first law? And obviously, we just mentioned Amasinus won the other day and you got a couple of couple of winning chances at Pinjarra later this afternoon and pans down dance music, Bella Road in at Belmont this sad day. Um, bit of a strut in the, in the step at the moment? Yeah, there is because we're – they're continually racing well, but then when when they finish, like you look at the next next meeting, whether it be a Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, we've got Arsenal again. 
so it's a, it's a great position to be in. And like you even look at um, Pans there on Saturday. You know, he's won his last four. He's in a hard, he's in a tricky little race. But then you swing out of, out of him, and you've got Bella Road and Dancy. So you only got three runners, and they're all quality. And then you roll in the next week, and we'll get another one in the midweek that goes really good. And then we'll switch back to the Saturday, and you'll. We'll have Emma Seamus and a few others there. So just at the moment, it's really enjoyable because you've just got a lot of, lot of ammo. It's non-stop at the moment, uh, Simon. But one horse I wanted to ask you about uh, probably uh, probably doesn't get, uh, well, wouldn't get uh, any um, publicity from the stable at the moment. So only had the one start, ran last. It's a horse by the name of Roseworth. Uh, went around at Northern um, last week. Goes around this afternoon as well. Roseworth uh, is missing something. What's, uh, what's Roseworth missing? Missing a tail. Oh, that's right. That's a, yeah, yeah. What's uh, what's what's the story behind that? Uh, we were actually uh, recording the podcast uh, with the Taylors uh, last week, and um, and Britain Lock told us to, to watch out for it, and uh, it's a little bit disconcerting actually uh, yeah. watching it uh, watching it's it weird. go around. It's very odd. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Um, I just don't know whether that affects them or not. Um, she, I mean, she travelled all right when put under pressure. She found nothing, so. Um, we'll see what happens today, and if, if it's a replica of the last start, then um, she can go off and be a broodmare. Like she, I don't know, I don't know what happened, but it was when she was a foal. So um, it, it told that something happened and got infected, and she got got it uh, amputated. So she turned up the last we've only ever known her like that. But it, it's weird looking at her every morning because um, you used to see the tail. So um, we'll see, we'll see what transpires today. How was your little thing out at the tailors? I saw you doing a yard and the horse sort of leapt at you and you jumped the mile. <laughs> <off. What? laughs> yeah. I've seen the footy. Well, I, I don't know if that's fair that I jumped a mile. I actually think I handled myself pretty well, to be uh, to be honest with you. That was a little bit uh, – I'm used to sitting in front of a computer or in front of a microphone, not uh, not say uh, in, a, in a yard picking up uh, picking up turds. So I reckon I've handled myself incredibly well, actually. Uh, yeah, three votes, well played. Yeah, no, I, I just received the, the video of the small thing. Uh, it must have been very timely. Uh, very good. Do you see a future with Terry in the in stable life, <laughs> Simon? <laughs> uh, no, not really. I think Tipping's probably more his guy. <laughs> so <laughs> speaking of Tipping, pans down. He's uh, always been a horse that promised a bit in his sort of late two-year-old, early three-year-old yeah. career. In 2021, he's uh, since I guess you've. I guess restricted him to a thousand meter races. He's become a real weapon. Four in a row, yeah. sh- shooting for an, uh, shooting for another victory this uh, this Saturday. Yeah, it, it's funny, BJ. It's not by design. I've I've totally kept, kept him sprinting, but not by design. It's always been a thousand. It just it, the program's just slowed that way uh, a lot. Like I'm still, I can't wait to get him back out to at twelve hundred. And, and when the program allows that. It, um, I will, but at the moment, whilst he's going really good, just keep picking off, picking off the thousands. And you look at where he was last time in, I got him out to a guineas, which didn't suit, and the yard wasn't going any good at the time. And then you, you spell him, bring him back and play short course. Um, and you can see where he's taken off from when, like his, his first run ever was really good, and that was over a short course day. So clearly just a sprinter. So he takes on Nero Dio and uh, some of the other 
sharp older horses in that thousand meter race at um, Belmont on Saturday. It's a seven. It's funny, he actually gets a, a weight swing on this will test you for beating him yeah. up, beating her home by two and a oh, just over two yeah, and a half lengths. Yeah, 100%. I had a laugh at that when I was doing the form. It's very rare you see that, but mm. when I saw it, I had a little, I had a little chuckle. Um, it's just whether we can beat Neo Dio. Like he run the other day was good. It's clearly a horse that's going places and. Um, it's, it's, an, it's a racing two. Well, I think it is anyway. Um, yeah, no, we'll see, yeah, agree. And we'll see how it pans out. Look, if that horse beats us, I won't be disappointed because I think it's a horse on the rise. But uh, all you can do is win and win well. And he was pretty dominant the other day. And he just had a little freshen up in between. His work's been strong, and, it, and he draws a gate, and it maps perfect for him. So he's got to be a Gotta be a great chance. Yeah, no, it looks a tremendous setup. Uh, the horse of yours I'm most interested on uh yeah, in on the program, sorry. Um I think we know what dance music will produce. She's uh her record really surprised me. And I did a little write-up for this race. Um it was for the Roma Cup, actually, sorry, a few weeks ago, and I, I sort of said dance music, and I'll be honest, I said I feel that dance music's overperformed in her career. I felt you've placed her to perfection. Yeah. Uh the fact she's won eleven of twenty-five um and won the the six hundred odd thousand. I, I felt that was sort of the limit to where she was at but what i've seen her last two starts is a possibility that she's come back better than ever um but the horse i want to touch on more so was valor road um shades off uh, there was a query whether he'd get the 1400 meters i think if you go back to his scale run when the shades went off uh last season i think it was last season when running yeah. second to the kelp chris right. parnham did all the work to get to the breeze um like that that type of run to me says well the 1400 might not be his limit um the way he hit the line um in the belmont sprint a fortnight ago uh what, what are your confidence levels like that he'll get the mile and if he does i mean you have to be thinking we've got a genuine railway stakes horse here yeah it's, it's funny you say that terry because i did an update tuesday morning i said well he's worked equally as good as he has previous Previously, leading him through his, all his runs this time in, which have been good. Um, and I said, who would have thought at the start of the campaign that would be heading to a mile and potentially talking railway? And, and that's if he runs a mile out, there's a no-brainer. He can have a crack at the railway. He was strong the other day. He ran through the line. He closed the sections really good, and he relaxed in running. So there's no reason why he couldn't get the mile. I suppose you just want to see him do it. But I'll, I'll, you only go by his last run, and you'd have to say he does get it. I think the 1400 was a query, but I think it was a query because I backed him up off a winter bottom run twice mm. and it probably didn't agree with him. And this time in, he actually got to be trained for a, for a 1400 with a fortnight between races. So it was always going to give us the, the proper answer we were chasing. And, and luckily for us, it, it worked out good. So now he, he can just add a, a bit more dimension to his programming moving forward. The backing up after the uh, the winter bottom is sort of like playing your grand final and having a massive mad Monday, then uh, having to front up, <laughs> having to front up again a couple of days later and play another game. You're never going to be in your peak condition, are you? <laughs> you, you never are, and only the elite can offset adversity. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's a good way to strengthen it. Uh, but he's, he's just a marvel, isn't he? Like, he's, he's a good a horse. He's and, a good horse, isn't he? He's been yeah, stiff he as anything this prep. So, I mean, first up, Brad nearly. Awful, I, I think Brad nearly unlucky. fell. Probably should. Yeah, I reckon he, he probably should have won. He was. He was. Stakes. He was monstrous in the Roma Cup. Roma Cup. He's deep the trip, and then yeah. even last start, not everything went right, and he's drawn. He's drawn wide again. So it's uh, yeah. yeah. The fact that he's he's probably deserved a barrier here. Um, and he's got it. 
Yeah, and, he, and he's got it. So if he if he sees out the mile, he's just about a top three. I didn't realize he, I didn't realize he's won one point one million this horse now. Yeah, won the Karakata. Yeah, fourth yeah. in a size, I think it was. Yeah, won the Karakata in the Magic Millions at his first two starts. That's yep. right. Yeah, uh, Mitchell. Yeah. Um, and then like I mean, we've got to beat the Velvet King, and when the Velvet King's on, like he's bloody hard to beat. And he was on the other day, clearly, and I didn't know if he would be or wouldn't be. And when he went bang, it was like, oh, that's the Velvet King, and you know he can do that. But the only query is him at a mile, but he was good the other day. Yeah, the, the barrier might work in your favour too there. If he gets crossed and has to end up on the fence, the Velvet King's a horse, yeah. I think, yeah, he can sustain a nice run. Whether, whether he can pick up and sprint um, underneath other horses uh, alongside Valeroad, if you get the mile, I think I think your horse might have a, sh- a quicker last 200 in him um, than yeah. the Velvet King, but it's it's all about how the race pans out. Simon, so, I thought yeah, yeah. I thought dance music was just about career best the other day in the Belmont Sprint. Um, the, Umble- the numbers that I saw, I think she went seven and a half lengths above benchmark to the yeah. 800 and gave, you know, a, gave just, a kick and just got swamped. And then down, and down on the slow line as it turned out as well. Yeah, and the one thing I'll say about that run as well, you, BJ just quoted those numbers. That was on a soft six. I don't reckon that was a soft six. I reckon those numbers should have been graded on a soft seven heavy eight mm. type thing. So yeah. I reckon that means they were going even quicker mm. than what the official numbers say. So, yeah, I'm with yeah. BJ. It was one of the one of the bigger runs of the day. She's, she's in career best form, no doubt, because – She's had to come back this time in and go wait for Angel. And I mean, um, and she's taken on the best that are here and she, she's flying. Like, um, Bella Road hemmed her in uh, when she was also unlucky in the Roma Cup. Like, he just, just when wanted to get busy. I know there's a few other hard luck stories in that race, but uh, she's a trainer's dream. You just point and shoot with her. You just line her up. She can go deep into a campaign from 1200 to 1800. Um, and when she's when she's on song, she holds that throughout her whole training prep and correlates at race day, and, and that's where she's at right now. She's working really good, and she's bright. So um, she's another one. Like she's just a, a point and shoot job, and she'll do your prayers. So I've got two good chances going into Saturday. Was the plan to lead with dance music last start? No, I, I always just let Brad or whoever rides him. I let him go out with with an open plan because. With with her, you can do anything. You can lead, you can sit. Um, you know, she she's predominantly in the first four or five, but um, she you know she doesn't know how to do it if you get in behind them. So it, it was surprised when we did end up in front, but no one really wanted to lead. And then all of a sudden, we started to rock along a bit. And, um, yeah, so even even um, Saturday, there'd be no. No sort of um, duties to that. He can just go and win. There was a sliding doors moment early in that race in the Belmont Sprint where Brad was sort of half thinking about coming back and trying to slot into the one-one, yeah. and then he quickened. And when he quickened and moved around him to take the lead, that that let the Velvet King into that <laughs> position that it found. Did you did you see that in the in the? Footage? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. 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 I love, I've, watching replays and seeing where the winners come from or how it's unfolded. It's, I mean, you've got to do it as a trainer as part of your form, but it's actually enjoyable to do. And sometimes you get to appreciate what was a what was a really good ride or, or what was a Herculean effort by a horse. And yeah, it was, so it was it's always tactical. And when you're up against the best, you've got to get everything right. That's right. So we've touched on pans down, dance music, and Valerie. You got a strong hand with with just the three runners on Saturday. But uh, one thing we mentioned. Last time you were on the show was that you – I asked you a question about 
Holly Watson, who was just a, uh, on loan to you at the time, and uh, we spoke about how she was showing some good signs on the, at Geraldton and Albany on the outer provincial circuit, and now a few months down the track, and she's ridden her first Belmont winner on How's the Serenity yesterday. Uh, I saw you on on track yesterday. You had a big smile, and it was a big thrill for everyone involved. Tell us what that what the occasion was like, and give us a little, little bit more insight on the uh, trajectory of Holly Watson's apprenticeship. Yeah, well, she's heading heading north. That's for sure. Like she's she's um, had over three hundred rides at provincials, and I think she's ridden like thirty eight winners and thirty odd places or seconds and thirty odd thirds. Or it's just ridiculous, like how consistent she is, and she's just fine tuned, fine tuned. And I suppose the greatest thing for her is we've known that she's progressing the right way, and. But because she doesn't ride doubles, trebles at every meeting, like she just keeps getting under the. I feel like she's getting under the radar. She just so it's been for probably the last six months. It's been brilliant. We just poke along and work on different tactics and techniques, and then you, you know she'll go get a winner in a place in each meeting, and just keep poking along and building up. And um, I just thought last week, you know, you get the nervous energy out going riding the apprentices race, but only do that one, and then the following week or well, yesterday we'd let her fly and. Um, she rode really well, and she wasn't nervous. She was just back in her usual groove, and um, from here, who knows where she ends up. But uh, she's got three kilos in town, and she's had over 300 rides at the provincial. So she's got experience on her side, and um, we'll see what where where it takes her. But she'll fly along. She's going places. I, I like that you've protected her from herself in in a, in a lot of ways, Simon. I think we did chat about this. Um, last one one you were on whereas you haven't sort of i guess you've just you've plotted a pathway to town for her rather than just necessarily throwing her in the deep end and which can happen with apprentices in in western australia for various various reasons whether it's a, a weight thing and they just need to get cracking on their on their apprenticeship or yeah. whatever but it feels like you've been really really structured and really um measured in the way that she you've guided her into the metropolitan ranks it's been strategic, no doubt. And, yeah. Um, I think you got to like it's. I feel sorry for the kids that are allowed to go to town early and they let them go. Now, whether that's right or wrong, you know, they tear them up and everyone watches, and then people judge them. And it's like, well, hang on, it's a bit harsh. They've only been had a handful yeah. of rides. Yeah, and it, and you can get branded pretty quick as a jockey. Like if you're not up to standard or they see things they don't like, and all of a sudden, no. It's hard to get get them on if if you need the claim, um, but everyone's different and they all do their things for their own reasons. But when I had Aaron and Chloe, uh, as I said yesterday, I didn't have to reinvent the wheel. I oh, sorry, I, I, they'd already race ridden, so I didn't. All I had to do was reinvent the wheel and add water and stir and just sort of play to their strengths and, and get them going. Whereas Holly's not from a racing background and she's just figuring her way through. Um, race riding and tactics and she's got a lot of people around her that help her but it was just that the greatest path for her was just to keep plowing away at the bush i'm a big uh country and provincial punter that's probably where i do the the majority of my stuff and i i could tell very very early on that uh holly was a jockey we could trust and i think i think in the the deeper you get the country that that's probably the first thing you need to figure out whether first of all a jockey tactically has some nous uh especially a young jockey secondly uh do they have the right hands to horses run for them and then thirdly can they only ride leaders or are they also capable of riding a horse with cover and put it into the race at the right time and with holly she has demonstrated all 
all of that very early um, that she's got the the full package. And uh, yeah, I've been actually for a couple of months now saying I think she's going to be the, the next big thing when she comes to. We, we talk about Lactar's two or three kilos and uh, obviously a lot of jockeys over the journey, their two or three kilos being a bit of a gift um, when they first come to town. But I think the biggest thing you you touched on before was that um, she's still going under the radar and I don't think people realise how yeah. forward she is for someone still climbing three kilos. Yeah, I agree. T- totally agree with everything. So, uh, and the best of all, she's just a ripper of a person. So, good to have her around the stables. And um, even yesterday, well, this morning, the staff—you know—they're all up and about. Everyone takes pride, pride in the stable and, and pride in watching, you know, your apprentices uh, succeed. So, we've been fortunate enough. We've had a couple of rippers, and, and it's been a good journey. And looks like we've got another one. The only disappointing part was hoping she stood up in the irons with fifty to go and gave us the uh, gave us the empatement uh, <laughs> over the line. That that would have been a way to bring up your first winner, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just, I'm glad she didn't because otherwise everyone would say she's a product of me. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm glad she, I'm glad she was professional. Speaking of Mitchell Pateman, we we had him on the the podcast last week, Simon, and just wanted to know: Did you give him any? Uh, Pointers taking over the reins from your old horse speeding comment? Uh, no, but uh, I, I did have a little chuckle and I pulled him up at Belmont uh, when it ran down the track in its first run for him. And I, I walked past, I said, It's fun training, isn't it? I said, <laughs> As a jockey, you could just pack up your gear and go home and, and get ready for the next race or the next uh, ride. And I said, But as a trainer, you've got to put your trainer's hat on now. And, and say, right, what have I done wrong here? Um, and you've got to try and figure it out. And I, and I had a little chuckle. I said, now you're going from a trainer to a rider. I said, enjoy it. I said, riding's easier. <laughs> and then, and he had a laugh. But then he got it going. Like he, I mean, that was a good win at Cal and carried weight. So good on him. Good stuff. Now, Simon, before we before we let you go, uh, what can we look forward to with twenty twenty one progressing? I mean, I just I just went through some of your winners this year and some of the the good horses that you got in in your yard. Obviously, Miss Kentucky's a very exciting sprinter on the rise. We had Brave Angel who came through the autumn sort of Phillies classics and looks a looks a real talent. Then you've got two year olds like Lewa and Mikelda and. Um, not forgetting horses, sort of progressive types like Stella Vista and Vedette de Star. What uh, what can the listeners get excited about for uh, for from the Miller Racing Camp in for the remainder of twenty twenty one, heading I towards mean, the big races later this year? Yeah, the ones you mentioned. You sort of concentrate on what you got in front of you and not what's in the paddock. And when you start to build out a few of those names, I'm like, yeah, we're in a good position. Um, Brave Angel, she'll come back in. I've just given her a really good long spell because she had a tough autumn, spring, uh, with not much time off in between. But at the start of the ripper, got natural ability. Uh, she'll have a middle of July, I'd say she come back in. Um, Miss Kentucky will race uh, three weeks' time and then second her off a little freshen up and she'll go to Bowfine and, and uh, hit some stakes races. I don't know where she'll end up. If she keeps heading the way she's going, well, you'd probably have to aim her up at a at a winner bottom. But um, we'll just get through the winter for the time being. I want to win a stakes race with her and then park her away because they all breed. Uh, what else we got? I've got some really nice horses trial on Monday, so you keep an eye on them. They're pretty good. Um Son of a God's back of the pre-trainers. There's another one. Um, 
there's one two year old there. You you'll figure it out when the time's right. <laughs> Very good. We'll keep an eye. I'll out. see how good you are. Yeah, we'll watch the markets. Yeah, but it's got, there's some there's some really nice horses for on Monday. So um, we've still got another wave of them to come through. So. Excellent, excellent. There is one two-year-old out there. Okay. All right. Very so, cryptic from and Simon it, A. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it has trialed. Okay. There you go. These are, that's what, that's, these are easy. All right. Jeez, you're going to get about 30 texts after this now saying, which one you're talking about? Which one you're talking <laughs> no, it doesn't about? matter. No, no, they can let us find it. I think I might know the horse already, but we'll keep that to ourselves. <laughs> uh, Simon, <laughs> pans down, dance music, Valor Road. you got a big sad day. We need a selection from the two of them. Valor Road, dance music. you got to give us one. Oh, yeah, I know that was probably one. probably Valor Road just because he finished off the mile so strong the other day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that's a tough one. That's that is them because you'd think you'd think Dance Music coming off a hard run would flatten her, and she's rebounded out of it and gone the other way. So she's really aggressive at home, like, loving it. So, what, what a good yeah, another yeah. another good horse, just a good mare. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, who wins out of Pins Down and Neo Dio? Nah, no idea. I'm I'm going Pans Down. I'm. I'm not backing you yeah. in. Just because you're on the show, I'm not going to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, right. but, geez, Paddy rides that horse well, doesn't he? Pans down. They get a little yeah, good. Yeah, super. Yeah, Paddy's flying. Yeah, he's going good, isn't he? <laughs> he's flying. Yeah. So, no, so there's a bit of ammo there anyway. So we've still got a few more. Like, like if, if Pans down goes on a winning spree and Amasinus does, you just never know. Like the bowfine could consist of those two plus Miss Kentucky plus whoever else jumps in. So it'd be a fascinating race. Very good. Thanks again for jumping on the one one with us, Simon. I always love having a chat with you and uh good luck with uh your runners on the weekend. My pleasure. Thanks, BJ. Thanks Terry. Good good luck, good punting and just remember you gotta bet big to win big. <laughs> <laughs> oh I love that. What a great way to go. Thanks Simon. Thanks boys. Mm-hmm.